This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Every day something throws up something different in football. You can't predict what the next day is going to bring. Obviously, Nigel, from the first team point of view, one day the team's perfect, the next day they have three injuries. It, 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 it throws up plenty of challenges. From my point of view, this season has been a challenge in terms of COVID, uh, the pandemic, no fans, um, lack of income. That's been a major challenge. It's been a season like no other with changes and challenges on and off the pitch but just how have the people in the driving seat kept that motor running and what does the future hold for our beloved Mansfield Town FC? What were the real reasons behind a January transfer window which has been criticised by fans? What plans are in place for welcoming us back to the One Core Stadium post-pandemic? Does the academy serve its purpose? Have the club been left in financial trouble because of Covid? What exactly does Gary Crosby do? And why does Nigel Clough want to rip up the carpet from his own house for the RH Academy? All questions which us supporters have posed to the aforementioned Stags boss and CEO David Sharp over the last few weeks, answered by way of a virtual fans forum last week. We've been scribbling down notes, well, one of us has, to share our reaction to the key points from the Virtual Fans Forum right here on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. It's 7 o'clock on Friday the 12th of March 2021. I'm Craig Priest. Thank you very much for joining. Now, I can't keep up the news voice. Uh, good evening, everyone. Hope that you're all all right. Hope that you're doing all right. And welcome uh, to this very special Mansfield Matters podcast, a podcast which we've decided to do live, even though we were just going to pre-record it. I'm joined by the only person that I can be joined with, Nathan Edge. That's because Cam Felton is watching What Nathan Edge? Probably Holly Oaks, let's face it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're here to talk about the Virtual Fans Forum, uh, which, of course, was uploaded to the Stags YouTube and iFollow pages uh, yesterday. If you've not had a chance to watch it, I would probably suggest that you li- you stop watching this live, come and watch it back when it's pre when it's when it's finished and gone out, or listen to the audio version uh, later on. Go and watch the Fans Forum first. couple of things before we delve into the Fans Forum, uh, and that is this. 
this. We're not going to be going over question by question by question. We're going to be going over some key points. Um, we'll have a little bit of audio from it, uh, but a lot of it we're relying on you guys to sort of get involved and, and have your say on, on certain things, and we're going to discuss it between the two of us as well. So this is not going to be a minute-for-minute watch-along um, of the Virtual Fans Forum. Um at all it's just going to be talking about the key points so on that we invite you as always to get involved in the comments down below and have your say what did you make of the fans forum have you seen bits of it have you seen it all uh, did you ask a question did you ask a question maybe and it didn't get answered uh, let us know that as well and uh, maybe we'll have a little go at maybe answering some of those questions nathan edge um you didn't ask a question in the end we figured this out on the podcast the other week it's a good job i popped up and saved us all though isn't it well, it's, it's like you said in the intro, you know, you've taken notes for tonight. Of course, I haven't. You know, we've got to continue the same way we always do, where I say you're prepared. I mean, it's minimal preparedness, but <laughs> yeah, I just, me and Cam certainly just turn up and wing it and go off all of your hard work. So I thought, let's just continue that, that trend, really. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, to be honest, I have prepared a little bit for this tonight. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I well, watched... you, you had a great intro song. I mean, where did that come from? I felt I... like I was... ET going on some sort of like on the ET ride like floating through the air you know it's really moving I loved it I mean I, I, I just typed I thought what I thought I'd do is I'd try and jazz it up a little bit so on, on the audio library that I use I just typed in the word news and that was the first one I came across and I listened to it I thought do you know what that'll do um, I have made some notes and I spent this morning watching it I didn't stay up until midnight to watch it last night um, but I have made some notes there's one page worth of notes and there's another two pages worth of notes so three pages worth of notes which I made uh, during uh, the fans forum um, and then what I've done is I've, t- I've out of that I've created uh, four uh, four or five key talking points which we'll go through uh, over the next sort of half an hour 45 minutes um, or so so uh, so there we go um, now that you've watched it though do you think that you know is there a question which you would have liked to have seen answered which wasn't asked or wasn't wasn't answered I don't think so. Uh, I mean, to be honest, it was mainly most things I, I expected to hear, but it was still good to hear it from the horse's mouth. You know, where there's certain things, you know, that I'm sure we'll discuss, but Jimmy Knowles and things like that. A lot of things that come up sort of tend to come up week in, week out on this podcast. You see it all over Facebook. Why don't we do this? Why doesn't why hasn't this happened? Why, why hasn't that happened? Um, and I think the majority of fans are spot on and they, they do see the bigger picture and understand what what is really happening or the reasons why why decisions are made uh but there's, there are some that out there that don't or sort of believe a bit of conspiracy theories or think there's something more deeper going on so it does help sometimes to hear it from the from the horse's mouth and uh yeah we've done that we, we've got that we, we've we've had uh you know cuff and and david sharp answering those so we, yeah pretty pretty happy with that i think i felt at times david sharp was holding back a little bit i felt like uh there were certain things he wanted to... I felt like he just needed a bit of a rant cast, you know. Um, it's maybe towards the EFL, a couple of things. That's <laughs> kind of how I felt. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, I thought it was uh, insightful, uh, interesting, but it was more a confirmation of a lot of things. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, stuff which was confirmed, which we sort of, uh, you know, skirted around the, the edges of in, in recent shows and that sort of thing. You know, from the you know from the point of view of it it, it happening, I, I'm pleased it, it happened. I mean, 
you know, they advertised it for a long time. First and foremost, I understand how sceptical people can be of putting themselves on video and putting themselves out there. So well done to every single person that did or even sent in an email question to uh, to get answered. Um, you know, that's good. Obviously, we'd have liked to have been in the room for it, which would have been great. I think the atmosphere would have been really good because there's a, there's that there would have been that element much more of closeness and things like that. Um, but the fact that, you know, they've put in the effort to, to do it, it's 90 minutes long the full episode which is uh, which is good there's some stuff which perhaps is, is repeated in some way shapes or form uh, but it's still quite insightful and it offered that little bit of an insight which we've desperately been missing this season yeah I mean um, I could have done with it going up a bit earlier than uh, what about 11 o'clock was it <laughs> when it eventually got on but obviously it would have been a big big file to get uploaded so it was me uh, waiting for it and the I just actually gone up to bed and then notification <laughs> came through. I was like, well, I'm going to have to sit and watch this now, aren't I? So, yeah, I was I was one of those that watched it last night. Um, and I think I did all right until a Mr. Craig Priest popped up and I think I nodded off for a couple of minutes. But uh, Yeah, of course it, you did. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, you know, I think it is great that the club have done it, uh, especially a, a bit like, um, you know, David, David Sharp mentioned to a certain extent about certainly for him, um, well, and I guess Clough as well, they've both joined um, since the pandemic's been ongoing. So they've none of them have really had the opportunity. I know Clough might have been here on previous occasions, either as an opposition's uh, manager or uh, or on scouting missions. So he does know what the one-core stadium is like for, but he's not really had the opportunity to, to meet the fans or speak to the fans to uh, anywhere to the extent that he usually would. Mm. And the same has been for... for, for uh, David Sharp so you know I think although obviously it's not the same as, as doing this in person and obviously you would also potentially have the benefit of maybe getting counter questions if something's not quite been answered correctly or or something else is going to someone's mind whilst they've been there like they would usually probably do in the in the, in the Sandy Paints or the Kevin Bird or 1861 suite so yeah, you, you do miss that aspect but given the circumstances it's the best thing you know that's the best uh, scenario we can the club can come up with and fair play to them for, for doing it because well, they have to do it a lot of effort uh, and they've gone ahead and done it so fair play to them yeah fair play for them I think personally I think second best maybe because perhaps they could have come on like a fa- I don't, don't know whether there's one out there but like a fan based podcast or something like that oh, I mean that would I mean especially like live yeah on, on something like I don't know a platform a social media platform there must be something out there where you get interactive comments to yeah that. I don't know stags Say sayings or something like I don't know. Anyway, let's delve into let's delve into some of your uh, comments, uh, and then we're going to get to the first item on the agenda, which you sort of mentioned uh, there a moment or so ago. Uh, kicking us off tonight, Roy says enjoyed watching it. Uh, Martin, I thought the forum was very informative. Uh, Roy says enjoyed watching this, but I think a lot of the questions we already knew about. Wanted some nitty gritty questions, didn't really see any, and would like to see something from John and Carolyn now. Uh, maybe they could come on. And, and do their stag stories you know if there, only if there was a series like that or, who knows um, uh, Jake says I'm looking forward to my question uh, Clive says I'm looking forward to getting my special third choice shirt yeah we'll come on to that later in the show uh, that was quite insightful actually uh, Roy, uh, Roger says didn't ask a question but I thought all bases were covered by other people's questions uh, Roy says yes I did ask a question I asked that if a bigger club like Forrest came in do you think uh, you would go like Steve Evans did that didn't get asked uh, and Clive says interesting that David Sharp confirmed their intentions to 
to improve the appearance of the Bishop Street side of the ground uh, and that the big scoreboard looks set to be an advertising hoarding. Uh, Roger also says looks like Nigel will not buy any player without due diligence uh, and they seem confident that the squad will see them through to safety. Yeah, we'll come on to that a little bit more later on, but let's delve into the first item uh, on the agenda. After we skirted through about 10-15 minutes worth of questions of, um, you know, generic questions about uh, football in general and that sort of thing, uh, we got to the first real real topic and that uh, was uh, David Sharp and Nigel Clough discussing their first few months uh, in their respective roles uh, and what sort of uh, the most positive moment of of that has been uh, so far interesting that they both spoke Nathan about the um uh, you know the, the potential uh, the club has as well. I thought that w- that was uh, quite a, a positive thing from them uh, as well. You know uh, they were both attracted to the club uh, because of the 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 potential uh, that it has. Uh, the investment. De- uh, Nigel Clough and and, da- and David Sharp have both said the investment which has been put in over the last few years or so uh, deserves success. Uh, and in two or three years' time, we'll, we'll see where we want to hopefully see where we want to be. Um, and David Sharp has sort of said in terms of stability that nothing good comes from chopping and changing all the time which of course uh, has very much been Mansfield's mantra over the last three or four years or so yeah there was um there was a lot of points to uh to to pick apart from from that really which was you know um I mean it it was interesting a lot of people they do say same with players we get it a lot of the time that we were a club with potential uh it's certainly since the training ground has been done I think a lot of people have, have always seen that as a as a big attraction because you look at the facilities we've got there and then you think you know it's set up for for higher. Obviously, we've had investments from uh, from 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 the Radfords, which uh, you know we're, we're very fortunate to have. It's just that there's just been that missing part that, like they say, that they, they probably haven't got the success that they deserve. You know, where we've 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 come close a couple of times, but we sh- we haven't we haven't got there yet. So there's been we've been one of those we've been an early club haven't we for a few seasons now well up to this year and, and last year where it's uh you know certainly gone wrong and it's just about finding those final pieces to to get that there i think one of the things from these answers that i i kind of overlooked a little bit not so much with with Clough, but maybe again with, with david sharp or, or when you put them both together is actually there's a bit of a sort of um a legacy feel between the both of them like I yeah. didn't really think about it, but both of them, and which makes sense why I, I really hope and think and confident this this partnership will work. It's the fact that although David Sharp's pretty young in this role, he still has a lot of experience because it's been sort of him going into this role has been passed down from generation, and it's exactly the same with with, with Clough. And they were sort of talking about uh, certainly well, more so Clough, obviously about. His, his days with under his under his dad, um, and what he's learned and the experiences he's got back. Well, it's exactly the same with uh, with David Sharp, and I think that's probably exactly what we need uh, at this point. And and now we've got two people that can do that at, at different levels, but hopefully work together. And I think that should hopefully see us in good stead for the future. Yeah, absolutely. I was quite. I think that was certainly something I overlooked as well, and we've probably overlooked a lot on the podcast. You know. 
David Sharp, he, he was thrown into being a chairman at a young age, um, you know, working under his, his granddad, Dave Whelan, at, at Wigan, his boyhood club. Um, you know, that's whenever you go and work for you, for you, the club which you support, it's all it's always a little bit different. And um, it was quite interesting to hear him talk about how he settled into this role, because when you think about it and you strip it back, this is the, the first time really he's had a role in football, which has not been at a club which is of any interest to him whatsoever. This is purely a business thing. Yeah, and that's I think um, you know he was saying this is a, a, a was a new challenge for him, you know. And, and although he's he has been at a football club, that was also a different that was a chairman role. This is CEO, you know. When he was at Wigan, he he had a a CEO sort of uh, beneath him, and I, I think he said another role as well. Who who he did work closer with, so obviously he's he's learned from them um, and, and learned through that role, but. He's come here and he's got to now make that role in his own. And he quite openly said, you know, he will use that experience, but he is also still learning on the job. But as you, as you always are, you know, you've always got to keep learning. If you, if you stop learning and stop taking, um, you know, advice from others, then you, you set up to fail. But, you know, he's open with that and he might make mistakes, but you, you, you're going to do that when you're in a new job. But it's a new challenge for him and one that he seems... Uh, you know, more than comfortable at taking. Yeah, he also mentioned David Sharp that he hasn't yet seen the the club in in, in full effect because of uh, COVID. Uh, not always seen some of the staff as well because a lot of them uh, have been furloughed to protect the business and that sort of thing. The emphasis on on his time so far has very much been on the football inside of the things. Obviously, had a big job to do early on in replacing Graham Cochran and getting Nigel Clough in um, an appointment, which he said you know that was one of his biggest um, positives so far in getting him to to agree to come. Um, and that sort of thing, um, and he's very much looking forward to to next season in some some respects because uh, you know looking at getting that hospitality side of things right, getting uh, you know the bars back up and running, getting them back functioning again, getting that um, match day feel back and and things like that, which um, will lead us on to our next point in in a, in a minute or so. I just want to stay on this for for just a second though because. It's quite interesting sometimes because I guess from a business perspective, you look at all the different ways uh, of income. Um, you know, you look at your your bar revenue, you look at your your sponsorship, you look at your hospitality, and it would be quite, um, you know, quite easy in your first few months or your first few weeks to delve straight into that and try and make changes behind the scenes and off the pitch to try and make that more financially viable. But sometimes. That comes from the football being right. It's it's no secret, and he said this about the I follow passes, didn't he? It's no secret that when the team's performing well, there's more of an interest. Therefore, there's more of a business interest. The I follow subscriptions go up when um, when we're winning, when we're in good form, um, and it it will be the same for the hospitality. You know, more people will be interested in coming to a game and uh, and getting involved and coming through the turnstiles to watch when we're in good form. So to actually have that you know six to nine months of getting the football side of things right first and foremost that actually might be quite a coy thing going into next season because it means once the transfer window is out of the way and all that dealing is done he can then leave that to to Nigel Clough and let him continue the work he has done over the last you know six to nine months and then start focusing on the business side of things it's almost the opposite way around yeah yeah but in some ways it's actually quite a, a positive in a in a way, you know, um, although obviously he, he would have had a lot, and the club have had a lot of extra challenges to, to deal with in, the, in this situation, uh, you know, that 
they, they briefly spoke about the sort of preparations they had to, they've had to put in about you know to be COVID secure, and then obviously fans weren't allowed in, and they weren't, and they weren't. So they've obviously had a lot of things to do, and <laughs> instead of our salary cap, which he's, he's been working very hard at, at studying, and now they're throwing it out, so he's wasted time on that. But in some ways, by only having to well, or, well not only, but by putting his majority of focus into the into football and not actually having all those other things to you know, distract or to take away the attention um, is probably a positive because actually, if you look at the the situation a minute, you, know, you imagine if we if we were still, let's say, you know, uh, let's there, there was no COVID and everything was was still normal, you know, and people were attending the matches, etc. So all that side of things were normal. You, you still think the number one focus or priority would be actually footballing matters because that's we, you know, for a lot of the season we've been at the wrong end of the table. So. Uh, yeah, that would have to obviously be the focus. So, actually, in some way, by not having those other two other too many other distractions in regards to hospitality, etc., may be a benefit. And then, you know, as the season draws to an end, uh, hopefully we'll get the job done and, and stay up. Then got the summer and to, to plan and and get ready for, in in a sense, uh, you know, everything reopening. And I, I kind of understand that it's been a bit, a little bit for, the same for myself starting my own business and in a pandemic year you know great time and all that but in in a sense that there was a very early on we had to close for, for for just about a month which at the time i thought you know this is an absolute nightmare but actually what that enabled me to do after being open for a couple of months i, I had time to reflect and focus on certain aspects of the business which has then enabled me to get it right when we were reopening so it hopefully that has the same effect for David Sharp. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, let's move on uh, now. Let's stay with David Sharp though, and and have our first little audio clip uh, from the the event itself. Uh, it's a question which will come up at any fans forum, virtual or, or otherwise, because it's one which happens every single year. It's a question around season tickets uh, and uh, the things like that. Obviously, we've not been able to attend uh, a game this year, uh, even though we've paid for our season tickets. I think a lot of people are expecting us to maybe, uh, you know, be able to go um, in in October, and then it got pushed back again, and then he was looking at maybe you know November, December time. Then it didn't happen at all. It's not going to happen at all this season, uh, but. So um, but yeah, that the question regarding season tickets, is there going to be any benefit for, for those who have purchased season tickets? What will the prices be next year? That sort of thing. That was a question uh, which came up on a couple of occasions. And this is what David Sharp had to say about it. Yeah, this is something we've had plenty of discussions about with, with uh, the chairman, the co-chair, um, with people in-house at the football club. Um, and... We we've looked at what we can do uh, and how we can because the, the fans the season ticket holders that we've had this season have been so loyal to us they've not been able to get to a game this season um, and like you say there is a difference between the I follow match per 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 game and the season ticket full cost um, so we're we've we've literally sat down um, on on several occasions to discuss what we can do to reward those season ticket holders um, and. And hopefully we'll have something to announce in the next in the next sort of week or so about what we what we're going to do. We're, we're looking at um, a third a third kit for next season, which will have every season ticket holders from this season's name on, and we'll also gift that kit uh, to the season ticket holder as well at, at, at the football club's cost at, at the chairman's cost. Um, so we we feel that will go down as a real good gesture. Uh, it's a one-off kit. We will wear it next season. It'll have 
your name on it or the season ticket holder's name on it uh, more than 1500 names so it will be it'll be a really nice gesture and something obviously for for hopefully the fans to treasure on the structure for next season we again we, do, we need to know more uh, regarding what the government are going to announce with they have announced from from a certain date all the restrictions will be lifted but we still don't quite know if that is is going to happen or not um, we haven't been told much from the EFL as of yet what we don't want to do is go on sale and then have to backtrack so we want to wait till we know a lot more whether away supporters are allowed in because if they're not that frees up a stand whether we still have to socially distance because what we don't want to do is sell 3,000 ticket, season tickets let's just say which will be a great a great number for us and then only be allowed 2,000 in so we want to wait till we know a lot more um, the pricing structure is something that, that we're all going through with, with the chairman and the board um, so yeah it's it's Hopefully we'll have news to announce um, when we know a bit more from the government and from the EFL. Um, I'm on a call with the EFL tomorrow, every, every League 2 and League 1 and Championship Club is, so we should, we should know more, but I, I would say hopefully we, we announce something in the next six to eight weeks, I would suggest. But it, 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 there's plenty of time. There's, there's the, the season won't start till, till the 7th of August, um, but ideally we get on sale with, with, with season tickets. Uh, and for renewals as early as possible but but that may maybe from may may onwards only when when we know a bit more that's david sharp speaking as part of the virtual fans forum which of course you can watch now on i follow stags the place to watch tomorrow's game at crawley and of course watch lots of other videos you can also find uh, that uh, video at the virtual fans forum in its entirety on the club website and youtube uh, social media channels as well uh, lots of points to pick at there nath let's go for the first one um Discussions ongoing uh, reprices, as you would uh, well expect. It's a difficult one to try and get uh, right, isn't it? Because there will be almost like, you know, this season, um, we missed a proportion of games last season, and then the club, as part of that, uh, offered, um, you know, whether you could have a, a discount on this year's season ticket, uh, which was an option I took. Uh, you could uh, ha- basically have it, have the money back, um, or you could put it into the club uh, or, or whatever. There were a number of different options which were really, really helpful at the time. So that will first and foremost be something which uh, uh, the club will consider. But also at the same time, we're, it's not like... It's a, it would be a small chunk of money this time around. You know, we were talking maybe 50 quid off his season ticket last time. It'd be a lot different. So there are a lot more considerations to take into, into, into account on that one, which is uh, why I think David Sharp was quite coy on that, and rightly so. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, I've been really, really busy today, so I was, I was hoping to maybe see a bit of um, sort of fan reaction over social media throughout the, the, the day. But I've just not had the chance. So hopefully we'll get some some comments in on this one because uh, you know I'm very intrigued to see what what people's thoughts are. Um, you know, for, for me, um, you know, I'm I'm fortunate to not necessarily to, to to need the money. So you know, I I would be one that would happily you know leave it with the with the club because I you know like I said I'm lucky enough that I can. But I do hope that the options will be there for people to potentially have a refund and obviously. It won't be a full refund because people have had, have had access to the iFollow home matches, which is obviously valued at, valued at £10. And obviously, I think, did it, does it work out? Season tickets roughly around £16 a game. So, mm. you know, you, you take that you, six times the 23. So, you know, you, that's the sort of money you're looking at, which is quite a lot of money. And 
certainly when you look at the year people have had, I think it would, should, and, and should be a, a not that those options should be available again, which from what I read in between the lines, it didn't sound like they were going to be available, which I don't think would be the best of moves by the club. Um, I could be wrong on that. I don't know. It's just that they didn't seem to really confirm it would be. So, um, yeah, I'd be very interested to see what a lot of people's thoughts are. I know, again, majority of people probably would would say that they'd be happy to leave it in the club or, you know, and so on, which, which is which is super. But, you know, not forgetting there are going to be some people out there who, who will be struggling financially after losing jobs and all sorts of different challenges that we've all faced throughout the year. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what does happen with that. Yeah, it's very, very different to, to last season as well because... You know, uh, you know. If you have got an opinion on this, by the way, and you're watching the live feed, please do get in the comments now and, and let us know. Uh, but I was just going to say, I think it would be very different to, to last year, of course, because we only missed realistically what six home games, maybe less mm. than that um, last year. Um, and I think going into it this year, you knew when you paid your money that there was a chance that you might not get to see um, a return on that. Um, yes, you got the home games of I follow thrown in, which was a a, a good move. Um, but if you didn't if you didn't get a season ticket, you would have probably brought I follow anyway, and there wouldn't have been too much difference. I, I, depending on which option you took on your on your season ticket refund from from uh, nineteen twenty, I think it, it's a difficult one to try and work out. I think there will be a lot more hesitant people going into next season because of uh, restrictions and things like that. I think, like the club, uh, people will want to know what the restrictions are. Are they going to be lifted? Is there going to be social distancing uh, in place? Are people going to have to fight for a different seat again? All of that sort of stuff uh, thrown in. Which So there's a lot to sort of work out. So I I guess, you know, from an outside point of view, I think it's... I know a lot of people like to try and get the finances in order and try and have a little bit for planning. I'm certainly one of them. But I think this time around, it's a a big question of just being that little bit patient and letting the club work it out because the club will have your best interests at heart as supporters and uh, as people who have basically helped keep the club afloat financially. So uh, just bear that in mind a little bit. And I'm sure whatever the club put out it will be uh, you know uh, uh, achievable so long as they don't go through absolutely ridiculous and through the roof and expect to pay like 900 quid a ticket you know, <laughs> that, well, that would be ridiculous I, but you never know no I think for, I think you know looking ahead for, for next season you know, if you forget about what they're going to do with the, the money from from this season etc but for, for next season obviously it does make sense to announce it later you know you, you can still if they if they still plan if they're going to do it I know they didn't do it this year they didn't do early bird offers did they but no if you know they can still do that at a later date, you know, and have a two-week window for for early bird offers for um, you know existing season ticket holders, etc. Um, you know, and uh, you know the things that they can do, but there's no point doing it this early because you know we we all know how how things can change. You know, we are very hopeful that crowds will be back next year for the next season, but it'll be a matter of that's if everything does go to plan. Touch wood, it, it's looking that way, but that's it if. And then, um, you know, there's, there's just a lot of things in, to take into account. But one thing I am hopeful of, you think there's a lot of people that haven't seen any football for a whole season. Hopefully, there'll be a bit of a spike in season ticket uh, sales next season. So if that, you know, if they can do a bit of, bit of, I don't know, research, pre- preempt or, uh, you know, try and get a gauge of how many season tickets they, they expect for next season and hope it is a spike, then maybe consider 
lowering the prices a little bit to get people back and have a bit of a celebration, try and get the you know, the stadium a bit fuller than usual. And and it's a weighing up option, you know. Sometimes you think, you know, we, you you're gonna get you you have a a bulk of supporters that are gonna get season tickets regardless. Yeah. So, you know, I say regard obviously obviously not if they went crazy with their prices, but you know, our prices uh, the last couple of seasons have, have been pretty pretty high when you compared them to the likes of you know Nottingham Forest for example who were playing two divisions higher in, in the championship um, and they were you know pretty well in some cases they were higher than there so you know and the, the, the club have been crit- criticised by certain people for that but you know that that core fan base are going to pay that and that, so it works out financially it makes sense to a club to, to continue down that route but if there is a chance we could come out of, the, out of the pandemic and there's going to be more interest in people going to football events like like this like like the stags which we all hope that'll happen and let's hope we're going to have a good season is it an opportunity to maybe try and tempt a few more people even if it's student offers or things like that try and fill the ground a bit more yeah absolutely uh roger says i'm a quarry lane member you pay 20 pound for a card and then you get a game uh, you got a game sorry for 11 pound i wonder what will happen to this membership craig says every person's situation will be different last season me personally i left the money with a club my thought on this season is i've had a i follow for free 230 pounds worth leaves 145 pounds difference uh, for me, if they knock a bit off next season, I'd be happy. But if not, I'd just pay and renew. Uh, Clive says, at the most generous, the club could renew your season ticket for £230, uh, 23 games times 10, and then offer options for some fans to sacrifice if they could afford it. Uh, one thing they are going to be doing, um, which we'll come on to uh, in a second, uh, is is the shirt. Uh, we'll come on to that in just a second. So I just had a little idea in my head. That first game back um, for season ticket holders this year, let's get a big name friendly in and let's just give season ticket holders for this season that free just give them a freebie a free ticket or tickets for a pound or something like that yeah i it's it's, it's an idea <laughs> mate it's, i mean i've had worse ideas on this show let's oh, move absolutely. on to, absolutely uh, let's move on to the next point here which david sharp had to say in there and that was uh, that there will be a third kit uh, next season uh, with the names of this year's season ticket holders on which is around uh, 1500 names uh, which we will also get for free out of the chairman's pocket so we will have uh, another shirt to hang in the backdrop uh, here no idea what the design on that will be what color it'll be or etc i'm sure lots of different designs will be out there would be a great pr opportunity actually to maybe allow younger fans to design it or something like that but i think that's a fantastic gesture because when you look at the purchase of a shirt there'll probably be a new home shirt next season anyway because we always change you know uh, shirts on a year by year basis one year it's the away shirt next year it's the the home shirt this year of course it was the the blue away shirt which came in which means the the home shirt which you're currently wearing Nate is due for renewal in the summer um so you know there will be fans which fork out for that the third kit there are fans like um, me and you like every kit that comes out we want to get our hands on a copy of course we I think we both brought the NHS shirt this year I didn't get mine. You didn't. Year, no. You didn't get it. Uh, okay. The first shirt I've actually not bought in uh, in, in a, well, God knows how long, and it it wasn't intentional. I just uh, I just kept forgetting. Then obviously they then uh, yeah, because it was limited stock, so. limited edition. Um, yeah. So you know when a third kit comes out, I think I'm actually wearing one of the old ones at the minute, one of the old green ones. Um, when that 
third kit come does come out basically to play at Newport away um, in Cambridge um, you know we well, they might not be they might be in League e- One next exactly year. you know we do go out and purchase it which is often about 40 to 45 quid um, so that's a really good gesture from the chairman when you times that by 1,500 that's a, a fantastic uh, gesture to, to pay for that and I, I'm quite happy with that actually that's I think that's that's quite a fair fair return it, it, we've got a something of, we've got something to sort of say we yeah. supported you in a season which we couldn't actually go and utilize it i mean uh, hopefully everyone and things where let's hope it's that just the one season that this happens uh and you know we'll be well i don't know about you craig but maybe i'll be telling the grandkids at some point saying you know that this this year why well, it's got all these names here it's because uh you know it's a, the, the only ever season in football where it's been played behind closed doors you know so you know, it's got that sort of sentimental value, I guess, mm. um, going forward. And I think there has been a couple of clubs that have uh, had done this already, actually. I think um, I've seen Coventry have... Uh, I don't know if it's ex- the same. I don't know if it's season tickets, but I know they have done a shirt with names on it. Uh, I remember seeing someone who's a Coventry fan uh, who I've got on Twitter who was saying they've been spending a long time looking for their name and they've not been able to find it yet. So uh, but they've probably got a lot more to try and uh, to, to look through, to be fair. But... Yeah, it'd be one of them that's, uh, you know, something to, like say, uh, a keep, certainly a keepsake thing, um, you know, for, for future. So hopefully I'll go down well with, uh, with with a lot of supporters. But like I said, I don't think it should just be that. I think there should be another option um, available. That's that's all I think, really. What sort of thing would you like to see? And this is what I mean as in earlier, you know, that's a superb thing to, to offer season to get holders, but some people might need the money back and they've not I, I, I kind of get the point you know you said that when people are buying a season ticket they they kind of they knew the risks at that point but then also if you remember right at that point a lot of people did also think that probably a month down the line it was looking like we were going to be allowed back in yeah I'll be yeah, honest I if, if, if I had, thinking, I'll be honest if I if I had a crystal ball um, and, and could see that this season wasn't going to happen and knew that there was no chance of it happening I don't think I'd have brought a season ticket but yeah. um, that's because of my own personal financial situation actually fortunately this time around I'm probably a little bit more better off than what I was last time around so yeah. it, well, it swings and roundabouts isn't risk, it? Wasn't it yeah there, there I knew the risk there, but, but at the same time there was, that, there was that little carrot dangling that we all thought we were going to get, get back in we knew we weren't going to get in for the first few games but uh, I think it was by like the third or fourth home game. That's when it was scheduled for, mm. for fans to come back in, and it would have been just a season to go old as all the social distance and everything was in place. So, some people would have thought that genuinely optimistic and believing that they would be able to see see the games this season. So that's why I think you know the shirt is a, is a really great thing, especially you know the fact that's coming out of. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a gesture by 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 the Radfords, which is superb, uh, and, and I'll certainly uh, would would love that. But I just, again, I still think that option should be there for somebody to say, you know, thank you for the offer for the shirt, but you know, I I, I need the money. You know, they can't go and sell the shirt for the sixty, seventy, whatever quid it, uh, you know, money it would be yeah. for the rest of the season ticket. So I just think that there should be that option there for, for those that really need it. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's certainly, it's certainly one to be worked out, maybe a percentage or, or something like that. It, it's certainly, uh, you know, one. I had to take the, the discount because it was the only way I could afford to uh, to end up getting the, the season ticket, which I did. So uh, that was my reasoning behind it. And there was absolutely no way on this earth where 
if there was a, a, a question of it being a, a lottery of um, fans, I wanted to be there. I hate missing games, yeah. so uh, I had to make sure I did that. But for me personally, I think you know the shirt's a fantastic gesture. It'll bring. Uh, certainly in, in years to come, some great memories, um, whether that's telling future generations or, you know, just looking at us as friends, you know, what we've done this year with the podcast and everything. I think that'll certainly remind us of, of you know, why we did it and things like that, which would which be uh, which would be great. I'm in agreement with you, though. I, I do think there needs to be something a little bit more. I think a shirt is a fantastic gesture. Um, I will certainly, I certainly treasure it and look forward to receiving it. Uh, but also, I think there, there needs to be something, uh, something else, whether that that's maybe um, uh, back in the olden days, and I say olden days. I'm, I'm talking sort of mid noughties You used to get a season ticket book. Can you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> with vouchers, and you used to get within that. Um, uh, you used to get that it, within that book vouchers for cup games. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So maybe something like that, because obviously with the season ticket, um, you know, like for example, you pretty much guaranteed to maybe play at least two cup games maybe yeah. three at home I'm trying to think what we've had this year we had um, did we have two in the Papa John's trophy which was at home which would have paid for uh, yeah. we had an FA Cup tie as well um, and things like that so there's there's always a couple of games which you have to pay for maybe I would pro- I would be personally happy with a season ticket which for next season covered every single game I'm talking friendlies um, cup games, maybe reserve games if they're going to play them at the uh, at the Wonk, whatever. Um, I'd be happy with that plus the shirt. But each to yeah, their own. Any any home game really yeah. would, would 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 be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. And that actually doesn't really have a cost to the club. No. You know, I, I mean, I guess you could say those people might attend anyway. But then I don't. I think if they would attend anyway, they, and they had the money to, then they probably wouldn't take the offer. So that wouldn't really be an issue. And the fact that those games, all right, yes, I guess if we got. A big Premier League club mm. in the in the home match, then we would have had a sellout. But the you know ninety eight percent chances are those games wouldn't be a sellout. So it's just an empty seat that's you, you're giving yeah. given to a fan. So yeah. it wouldn't necessarily cost the club anything mm. more. So um, you know I, I agree, but it would save that individual money and, and let them go and attend the you know support the club that they want to. So I I certainly think that would be a, a, you know a great 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 option. Yeah, worth just clarifying as well as Clive says in the comments that the shirt is not instead of a financial adjustment; it's an additional gesture. Um, so that's obviously worth uh, bearing in mind. Which is have I missed something? I didn't get. I didn't hear them say that they, there was definitely going to be a financial adjustment on offer. No, I didn't I either. I was pressure that it wasn't. So I think he's maybe saying I'm... that in terms of because we've had the, the conversation about we would like to see a financial adjustment and people can get easily confused that it, that it could be, the shirt could be used instead of. It's not, it is an additional thing. Right, okay. So, that, so I, I was actually under the impression that it was instead of or it was leaning towards being instead of and that's why I could just keep saying that there needs to be the other option yeah I mean they've, they've not to watch it back it was, yeah. it was 11 o'clock at night so I might have mis, uh, misinterpreted it but, but yeah that was just my again my, my probably my impression maybe I wouldn't misunderstood yeah. it hopefully yeah I mean it's like like we say uh, from from what we can make out it's not instead of a financial adjustment it's an additional uh, gesture uh, so uh, that's one to, to work out last little bit on, on this before we move on um uh, Roger says a great gesture the season ticket shirt offer I wasn't expecting them to do that so pleasantly surprised although I won't get one being a Quarrelane uh, su- 
a member supporter. Clive also says the club will reduce prices uh, to this year's season ticket holders. I have to admit, I've watched the whole interview and I didn't see them say that word for word. Might have blinked and missed it though. So um, worth watching again and worth... Maybe in the future, I think, you know, we're talking about this ifs and buts. There's a long way to go. Uh, my last little point on this, it leads me nicely onto it, was, uh, you know, that David Sharp said, uh, that the club need to know more uh, in regards of whether away fans can come in, whether restrictions are going to be lifted, whether people can use the bars, uh, etc., whether there's a social distance element as that. So, you know, nothing is, is tied in concrete. The only thing that is in, set in stone at the moment is that this year's season ticket holders are going to be getting a third shirt as a gesture. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's what we need to probably remember. There's a, there's a lot of decisions still to be made and they're, they're, no doubt they will be working hard at going over them uh, board level and, and and so on so yeah, a lot of things I guess it's, it's wait and wait and see for an, for an official announcement mm. on the on the club website but you know like I say that the one thing that I did like I said that it looks like the shirt was is is, is going to be happening at some point which is uh, like I say a fantastic gesture so mm. we, we know we can look forward to that yeah Clive just as they didn't say it uh, they are still pondering we can trust them here yeah and that's the point I was moving on to as well you know that we can talk and debate about price reductions and all of that all we want but nothing is set in stone for next season yet because they are waiting rightfully so Nathan for confirmation from the EFL the government there is absolutely no point whatsoever in going we're going to do this this and this for only two months down the line Boris's roadmap to go up in flames the UK is going to a lockdown again and for us not to, to be in the same so, situation so they, they're taking the time I've got another point that like you'll love as well Craig the whole pessimist in you it depends what league we're in <laughs> I mean, no. Let's not talk about that. No, let's, yeah, <laughs> let's not talk about that. Uh, let's move swiftly on, though, to footballing matters because Nigel Clough uh, was asked a lot of footballing questions. Uh, a lot of them will, will skirt around. Oh, no, before we do that, I'm going to uh, mention one other thing, actually. Um, just see my notes. Um, there was a little segment in there, Nath, about uh, the pitch. There was a little interview with, with Mez, um, who recently celebrated his birthday. I think it was yesterday, so belated happy birthday uh, to the King of Groundsman, uh, Michael Merriman. Um, um, who confirmed that the pitch was supposed to be done in the summer and it will definitely be done this summer. And that, of course, all boils down to the fact that there is now, you know, we know this season is Touchwood going to finish unless something completely, completely drastic in the world happens. Um, like a pandemic. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> you know, I don't know what you mean. yeah. Unless something mad happened, this season is going to finish. There's not going to be anything up in the air like there was this time last year. Like David Sharp said in, in, in the interview, if you watch it in full, um, no, there was still a possibility, excuse me, it might have restarted. So there was no point whatsoever in ripping the pitch up and, and getting it done. And then all of a sudden, you know, even I actually remember, you know, there was some ifs and a, if in a button about the potential start date, wasn't there? You know, it was, yeah. some said it might be August, it ended up being September, then we ended up playing a cup game in August, which we got hammered in and Graham Coughlin blamed the EFL for and all of that that sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, there were plans in place to do it in the summer and he explained it in detail as well, did Mez, the, the, the pitch stuff, confirmed, you know, there's not an issue with the drainage. The issue is it can't get through because there's so much... Let's, I just use the word shit basically clogging it up and stopping it getting through to that drainage layer uh, which has caused the issues and uh, 
not only will the pitch at the one call be done uh, this summer, straight after the final game of the season, um, I'm led to believe, um, but the pitches at the RH will be done as well, thanks to a donation from the SSA to, uh, to purchase a new mower. So uh, I'm glad that's been cleared up a little bit and hopefully that will stop the, the Twitter trolls and the social media keyboard warriors for wrongly getting on, on the back of the club and, and, and mainly mares as well, actually. Yeah, I, I think that's just one of those things that like we... Uh, I think we, we said it for a while where we just said we we just wish the club would come out and, and explain it and then they did they they there's a video uh, I think there's a video or at least uh, an article on the website that did explain it a few um, you know a couple of months ago a month ago or so um, which which was great but obviously this is probably going to get more attention because a lot of people are going to watch this so to again just a bit reiterated and, and clarified and in a bit more detail about what's going to happen in the future should hopefully just um, you know. Shut, shut those fans up you know it's, it's one thing coming from a, a opponents you know Bolton for example it's, and their fans it's one thing them jumping on the bandwagon and, and giving a stick for it you know that that's that's what, what fans do that's rivalry whatever that it's annoying but it was happening um but it's it, it was ridiculous when our own fans were, were doing it and 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 having to go to our own chair you know chairman or and, and groundsman for it so yeah, you know, you've got your explanation there. A lot of people have been trying to say that anyway, but people then again, like say, get other ideas and they'll get conspiracies in their head and say, oh, there's something else going on here. They're choosing not to invest in all that rubbish. Um, hopefully that just puts that to bed now and we can just, just get on with it now for the rest of the season. Yeah, and David Sharp also added that uh, we're going to be spending a hell of a lot uh, of money on uh, the pitch uh, and the RH in terms of getting those, uh, you know, getting those up to standard for next season and improving that uh, a little bit more uh, final few comments on on season tickets and, and on what we've just said before we move on to the, to the football inside of things and hear from uh, from Nigel Clough um, Clive says um, when Craig says shit he means compacted topsoil yes I do um, Victor says why don't the club knock down Bishop Street stand uh, so getting more uh, so getting more fans than 3,000 plus easy total uh, for social distancing um, the Bishop Street thing very briefly Nath did come up um, yep. we're not going to go into it too much because it's it, it's a bit of a mute point really because there's so much finance and stuff and building regs and all of that stuff involved in it which it, it's it's not financially viable but basically um, David Sharp did say um, that one of the first jobs to do in the summer in the closed season will make is to make that more visibly pleasing so we're talking maybe a little bit more than a lick of paint um, maybe a, a few different ways of utilising it for advertising that sort of thing or uh, and things like that I'm sure the club are very open to suggestions and also the scoreboard which doesn't work um, will be or also potentially used for for advertising. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a question that we, we all knew would come up. It comes up every uh, every forum that happens. So, and and the, at the moment, we're still in need two, and I think the, the answer is always going to be the same. You know, well, there's there's no point throwing all that money at mm. it if we never if we you know let's face it, we're not going to utilize it. We we don't feel. I, you know, I get the point that um, I can't remember who said it in the comments, but you know, the, the point that obviously if we've got social distance, it might open up a few more, um, you know, a few more spaces potentially. But you know, there's still the same applies for the cost of actually knocking it down, getting all the permissions in place, etc., and and actually losing the advertising we do we do actually gain through that. Uh, it probably wouldn't actually, um, it, you know, you'd probably still be looking at a loss after 
those extra few people you might get get in through social distancing. So, because you know, when once social distancing is over, yeah, we we wouldn't use it because it just wouldn't. We don't need. We at the moment we don't have big enough crowds. So, I think that's that is something obviously. Yeah, I think as a as a stag supporter, we we all want to see sorted because obviously we don't want to be one of those clubs with with free stands, do we? And it it does look a mess. Um, so I don't mind that. I don't mind the three stand thing. I think it, it, it's the, it's the eyesore thing. I think it just needs to be a l- yeah. little bit more visibly pleasing. Yeah, let's, which is let's, you, that's what they said they're gonna they're gonna yeah. work on, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. I think for now we can't complain at that. No, and not at all. If if we if we can eventually get get up and start building the crowds and 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 then there's more of a, a reason to actually look at making it into um, you know, actual spectator you know yeah. standard area or, or seating something you know along those lines, but. I think we could better make use of the money right now. Make it look a bit nicer, of course, but let's invest in the the places that need investment at the minute. Yeah, and uh, one of those places in the summer will be the football side of things, Nath. Um, we're going to hear from Nigel Clough in just a second. Uh, he had a, a lot to say, and a lot of it was sort of uh, themed around the, the same thing in terms of this season is about evaluating his squad, seeing his around. Uh, we'll see probably a, a, between five to seven, maybe a few more arrivals uh, in the summer. Um, he also answered questions on Jimmy Knowles and um, Nicky Maynard and Andy Cook. That was a lot of the latter was down to, to the financial side of things. Um, he did also seem a little bit frustrated with the January transfer window, but basically said if we'd not had an injury to, to Sarkic um, when he came in, we, I don't think we'd, we'd be as bad as what it seems. Yeah, I mean, they, they obviously both Sharp and Clough um, sort of were both saying, I think someone said in the comments at the top of the show that, you know, that they're pretty confident we, we've we got more than enough to, to stay up. I do wonder if that was because we just, you know, beat uh, Cheltenham 3-1. You know, obviously, it, you know, that answer might have been a bit more um, reserved if, if, we, if we hadn't and we was a bit close to the relegation zone. So it probably has helped, you know, that, mm. having that <laughs> a bit more of a buffer there. But um, but yeah yeah I think it is obvious that the yeah, the January transfer didn't quite go to plan. However, um, we the fact that we have picked up as many injuries uh, that we have done hasn't hasn't helped the situation and by by any means it was going to be tough anyway. But it's made it worse. Yeah, you know, we we surely as supporters you know were able to see that. I guess that's where that question then came in as well. Why if 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 there was a risk of that, why would you let two strikers go and to be honest they, they, I think just Clough can answered it as, as honestly as possible and, it, and one of the things I really liked from his interview which you, you've kind of got that um, you kind of get that idea from all his interviews anyway that he does you know week in week out but you know he, he said that one of his principles is that he kind of been passed down from his dad he said he doesn't want to rec- replicate his dad because he doesn't think that's possible but one of the main factors and key things he's learned from uh, you know, from from Brian Clough is the fact that, to be honest with your players, as long as you're honest with them at all times, then you 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 know you're going to get more of a response from them. And and it's kind of what he's done with 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 Andy Cook and Nicky Maynard. He's honest with them. They wanted to leave, and I think you know it's hard. We see it as a from a footballing point of view and say it's a wrong decision, but in a way, you know, he's working with these people day in day out, and he's he's got to also look at it from a person point of view mm. as well. 
Yeah, let's. I mean, it's not going to be good in the dressing room, is it? If you're going to keep them in. Absolutely. Let's uh, hear from Nigel Clough now, then, and, and hear what he had to say speaking on the virtual fans forum about building for next season uh, and, uh, of course, seeing the rest of this season out. Here's Nigel Clough. Yeah, it's difficult to assess a percentage. Uh, we know roughly where we are that we're, we can beat anybody in the league and we can lose to anybody in the league as well. Uh, that's both a, a statement of where we are as a team uh, and also the, the standard of the league where it's extremely even and there's no I don't think there's any standout team that's going to run away with it uh, but we're assessing the, the squad as we go along trying to win games at the same time uh, and seeing who we, we need around for next season there'll definitely be player movement in the summer uh, five, six, seven arrivals something like that and I think then we'll know a little bit more uh, about our chances depending on, on those uh, arrivals but if you want to try and put a percentage on it we're probably about 50% at the moment something like that uh, but you need an awful lot of things to go in your favour uh, I think to get out promoted out of any league uh, I don't think there's any one particular thing uh, that we are lacking uh, we just need a few things uh, I think we need to be better in both penalty areas uh, first of all in an attacking sense uh, and then certainly defending our own goal uh, That's that's been the major two things I think the one thing we have got, we've got the nucleus of a good squad, especially in the midfield area. So that is one area that I think will help us next season and we won't need to do too much work on. But both penalty areas to improve on. Very interesting when people talk about five-year plans in football management when the average tenure is about 13 months, I think 14 months. Uh, But it'd be nice to think we'll get the opportunity to build uh, good, solid foundations uh, and give us the best chance for success going forward. we just plan sort of season to season really and um, we're doing everything we can first of all to survive this season in the best possible shape and then put a squad together to challenge for next season uh, if it doesn't happen then hopefully we'll get the opportunity uh, to have a go the season after that but the, the big picture is what we'll look at are we improving uh, and there's been quite a few teams I think in League 2 we talk about Forest Green that hopefully will you know, will go up this year they've been knocking on the door for four or five years and building and I think that's the sort of thing some people do it at the first opportunity some it takes a few seasons uh, and I think we've all got to be patient if necessary hope we can get up next season but if not we've got to be patient and say are we going in the right direction uh, and trying to achieve it at some point in the, in the near future Patience, very much the buzzword from Nigel Clough there speaking, of course, on that virtual fans forum. You can watch it on iFollow or on the club's official YouTube channel and on the website uh, and on social media as well. Plenty of places you can watch it in full. Lots of uh, points, like we said at the top of the show. We're not going through every single question. Uh, We are literally just going through a few key points. And uh, one of those key points, Nathan, was the word patience there. And Clough makes an excellent example talking about the the longevity in the game. I think somebody asked him about what's your five-year plan. Uh, The answer was something around, well, the average sort of lifespan of a manager is probably 14 months at best. You know, you look at Chris Wilder today, actually at Sheffield United he had many a year there took them up built them up and and now because the bottom of the Premier League he's because of results he's been let go and had been sacked probably a wrong decision uh, from them bringing it down to our level um, let's take crew prime example they're now in League One they appointed a former stagging Dave Artell he's one I'd love to get on stag stories by the way um, you know to, and he stabled the ship for a couple of years um, didn't really go anywhere but they stuck with him uh, brought players through their academy, then got them to a good competitive level and they got promoted last last season. Well done to them. Um, 
then they've subsequently sold their players through that academy setup, the likes of Perry NG, just for, for one example, I think a million plus uh, to Cardiff. Um, you know, so uh, that that's one example. Um, Forest Green were mentioned in there. Obviously, uh, the manager there, he's been there for, for a long time. Same with Cheltenham. Uh, he's built them up. Uh, uh, Duff at Cheltenham, he's built them up to uh, a good standard to compete. There are four or five different examples, Nath, of where patience has been used, where it's it either has led to success or is on the verge of success. And that's very much the model which Mansfield need to uh, to follow. Because if you look at that crew example for, uh, for a prime one, bringing academy players through, Jason Law has made the, the impact into the, the first team in recent weeks. He was very heavily mentioned by Clough and Sharp in the interview in full. Um, that's, that's the prime example to follow. We... You know, we need to be patient. We need to have that four or five year plan. And yes, we have had that the heartbreak and disappointment of the last two or three seasons. We need to maybe take that on the chin, see where we are next season. If we don't quite do it next season, let's just take a breath and go again the following season because we'll have had that longevity. Yeah, um, you know, the, the points that you're saying about sort of the Chris Wilder, etc. Unfortunately, it's in some ways they've end up being the downfall of their own success. <laughs> we worked hard to get in that, that themselves that high and then all of a sudden, yeah, the club's taking its natural course of coming back down a little bit and, and they're the ones that are being punished for it, which which absolutely is, is wrong. But but like I say, important part of that is the fact that they've been given time to to get to that stage. And and we say it, to be honest, when basically every manager comes in. We you know, we, we said it when, when Graham Cochran came in and we say it when we said it when John Debster was given a, a chance I think the difference is, you know, we all want to see a club keep with their manager and, you know, have a bit of stability and, and let them build. But I think the big difference is with, with Nigel Clough is the fact that he's already shown that if he's given time, he can. And he, you know, on, on many, he's on, on, on several occasions, he can make the club successful. I so, would argue that everywhere he's been, uh, over time he's been successful. Obviously, Burton the first time, it goes without saying, got them to the verge of the Football League. Um, Derby, he was he had a mass clear out there and you know brought some academy players through as well who have gone on to, to be sold. Sheffield United he perhaps laid the foundations for for where they are now and then obviously Burton again. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he, he does come with with more of a track record, um, and I think that we we can take um, take more more trust from that. So again with with him, but I just think we've reached a, a point now as as a football club. You know we've. We've had a couple of seasons on a on a high where we've, or, or, well, I say three seasons on a high where we've we've so nearly got there. And and to be fair, we we improved each season. When you look at where we finished in the league, you know, David Flickcroft, when uh, you know when we end up finishing fourth, that's the highest league finish in 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 a, in a very very long time. So you know, we we did we were showing the progression, uh, but then yeah, you know, the last few seasons there's just been too many too many changes, and and naturally. We've we've taken a big drop, um, so it is now time to we say it a lot. We've said it a lot lately to to lower expectations levels a bit, mm. and this this is going to be the problem I think when we come to next year because I think oh they're going to go through the roof discussed. again, aren't they? It, it, it's already being discussed, you know, promotion next year. You know, oh let's let's just stay safe this year, then then it's promotion next year. We've got to go for it. That's it. All 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 let's all go out and you know, I, I yes, obviously promotion that's you know you that's that's your aim that you know that's what you 
like like every Saturday and every Tuesday night, or well, whatever we're playing these days, Wednesdays hmm. and whatever, you go out there to win the game. Obviously, it's a competitive sport. That's that's the point of the the game. You go out there to win. So promotion obviously is going to be the target, um, especially for a, a club like ourselves who have who are very well financially back. backed. Yeah. But yeah, however, it's not a guarantee, you know. So as long as, like you said, as long as we show progression next season and show that we are heading in the right direction. Give him time. Don't start calling for his head after a few defeats. Let's, let's. Um, Which some have done in in recent weeks. You know, prior. We had to... a comment last week. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I can't believe we, we still got it, but yeah. we had a comment last week. Yeah, uh, do you know what? That that discussion is a whole podcast in it itself, and I, I'm eager to move on. Uh, but I can't. I genuinely can't wait for the end of the season when we sit down and have that discussion, and hopefully. Um, hopefully we'll be able to do it in person as well I think it'd be really great to uh, to meet up even if it is socially distanced or whatever back um, on the garden for the yeah. special is that, is that, yeah, the, yeah the ritual yeah that, that's the, the ritual let's aim to get that back maybe even we, we try and do it if we can maybe try and do that podcast in, in a room with a live audience I'm throwing ideas out there that'd be great or a Zoom audience or something I don't know but uh, maybe with a special guest whatever we'll, we'll work it out but those discussions are going to be really really great and insightful so we'll leave them for another day um, Roger in the comments says since uh, Flickcroft they've gone backwards uh, but then Clough came in and started to drive the team forward ready for next season yeah he's certainly done that um, one thing which was mentioned uh in sort of part of that uh, chat I've just dropped my pen on the floor um, uh, I've picked it up now um, one thing which mentioned in part of that chat was uh, the financial aspect uh, I think David Sharp mentioned uh, we've actually got it to a point now where we've got one of the lowest budgets, wage budgets we've had in years and again that comes back to potentially getting um, you know Nicky Maynard and Andy Cook um, out. He mentioned those that we've got a good return on their wages from uh, the two clubs, Newport and Bradford, respectively, um, as well. So a lot of the work has has had to be done on the financial things uh, this year, Nathan. Uh, and on that point, uh, let's actually uh, hear a little bit more about that um, from uh, from uh, the Stag CEO, uh, David Sharp. Let's hear a little bit more on the financial aspect of things. Regarding... Uh finances this season yes it's it's been difficult uh we've 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 had the rescue package money from from the premier league which we're very very grateful for which has gone a long way we've had the eye follow revenue which has been very significant uh, and will continue to, to sort of grow between now and the end of the season uh we sold a couple of players in the summer uh danny danny rose and, and cj uh which certainly helped um we've reduced the wage bill which certainly i've i've only been here and sort of uh, 10 months or so but but I've looked at previous wage bills uh, over the last four or five years and and this is the slimmest wage bill we've had so that certainly helped reduce cost furlough of course every business has utilized that if they can um, we, we, so but it's been tough uh, not gonna lie it's been tough but we're in a good place mainly mainly due to the fact that uh, John and John and Carolyn Radford um, every football club really does rely on their owner uh, or their owners putting in, putting in cash every month, uh, and this football club is no different. Um, but if we can if we manage it properly, so they don't have to put in as much as they would normally do, um, then that's what we'll, we'll continue to do. Um, regarding uh, the future, uh, John and Carolyn are very happy in Portugal. I think they love it there, uh, but it doesn't change their doesn't change their ambition for this football club. Um, they watch every game. 
Um, they try and get back as much as possible, of course, but I get a text uh, after, after every game, uh, win, lose or draw. Sometimes the, the length of the text depends on the win, loss or the draw, but uh, no, they're very supportive as much as, uh, and I catch up with them every so often uh, about major issues or about minor issues, and then and, and they're, they're, uh, they're great owners to work for. That's David Sharp speaking to I Follow Stags as part of that virtual fans forum. Of course, you can watch that in full via the club official website, uh, the YouTube page, the social medias, and of course, I Follow itself, where you'll also see uh, an interview with Nigel Clough ahead of tomorrow's trip to Crawley. And of course, you can buy your match passes on there as well. So make sure you go uh, and check that out. The full uh, video, the uh, full 90 minute video uh, of uh, the fans forum. It's got a, it's fantastic insight for any of us that uh, have just joined us a great insight lots of points are on there as, as well so uh, I really suggest if you haven't watched it already or listened to it already uh, you go and do that of course we've picked out a few uh, of the key points uh, Nate this is our last one talking about the finances there and basically David Sharp just confirmed what we knew really that over the last four or five years or so the wage budget has been uh, or the wage bill has been quite high it's the slimmest that it's been over the last four or five years uh, a lot of that's due to the business perhaps we did in the summer which we expected at the time didn't we when uh, we we had to um, you know make those uh, sacrifices and uh, and sell uh, CJ and Danny <laughs> Love it, love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd love to know a percentage. You know, I'd love to know how much we've actually managed to cut that that wage bill. To be honest, um, yeah, and I guess it's a shame that you know football fo- football clubs are only measured in success about what in, in what happens on the pitch. Because as well as obviously achieving on the pitch, I also want Mansfield Town to be to be run sustainably or as sustainably as possible. So. You know, cause we, like we've like we've said, you know, the Radfords have been incredible supporting mm. the club, but they're not an endless pot of money. So, you know, and and one day they they they're not going to be here forever. The football club lives on for 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 centuries. You know, so hopefully. So, I always want Mansfield Town to be a well-run, sustainable club, and I think we're we're in that transition now of of, of actually hopefully, um, obviously, barring this year with very little income, but you know. Prior to the pandemic, with with all the improvements we're seeing off the field, with hospitality, Sandy Pate sports bar, all those things happening, um, you know, you see you seeing the club starting to to generate money for itself, you know. So they're they're the positives, and I think obviously, hopefully, once once the pandemic's over, all that can can continue, and with the help of uh, David Sharp in there as well, we can make utilize that even more. Um, so yeah, it, it it's a I do like to hear that. It's it's good. For me, that that's good news. I want to hear that the club are becoming more sustainable. Yeah, absolutely, and it's what we knew anyway. I think, and I think it's just a lot of, nice to have that little bit of clarity. You know, we are in a good, stable position financially. That was uh, one thing um, which was was certainly uh, covered and, and confirmed, which is great. And I think it, it just reiterates, doesn't it, the the, the talking points which we, we've said before. You can get wrapped up in results and, and runs of forms and things like that, and. You know, a lot was said and made of the January transfer window in in that talk about um, finances and things like that. And we've said it before on on this show about 
we were in a great run of form sort of mid-January and we sort of looked at January transfer deadline day and if we really, really wanted to, if Nigel Clough really wanted to, he could have gone to John and Carolyn and said, look, I can get us promoted this year if you throw a bit of money at it. That's what Bolton did. Bolton are in the playoffs. We didn't. Um, we reduced the wage bill rather than adding to it, which I think in the long term will prove a very, very, very sensible move. All right, we've we've not we've dropped off our little our form a little bit, but that was always the plan this season to to be stable and, and secure. I'd much much rather us reduce costs, sell those players like we mentioned in in the summer because you know we were in the midst of the pandemic then, and we perhaps you know knew that there was there would be certain revenue streams which weren't going to come in, and we had to protect that, which we did, um, and and things like that. And then again in January we've we've moved out and and sort of protected the finances a little bit more because of, of things which have progressed and transpired from then. Maybe had fans been allowed in, um, then it may maybe it would have been a little bit different. But I would much rather us cut costs and be stable for the next ten twenty years than throw money at it to get a one-hit promotion this year, to potentially then come tumbling back down next year for us yeah. to be then in financial trouble in five or six years. It's, it's well, long-term vision is key. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, one of the things we, we, uh, you know, we were saying in, in January that, yeah, we could we could go for it, but are, looking at the, the squad, are we ready to go up? And and especially with the, the, you know, the, the things that you normally get with a promotion, you normally get your, your crowds increase mm. and all sorts of things. You get that bounce. You, know, you look at Lincoln, prime example, and they started from, from lower down, but success got them crowds and then they carried on building from that. Whereas actually at the moment, if we got promoted, you wouldn't get that effect um, because fans can't even go to the matches. You might get a few more iPhone subscribers potentially, but you wouldn't get the extent that you'd get uh, with people actually turning on, on, up to the match and, and you know, the gate receipts, etc. because it's only a fraction of that. So you'd be missing out on a lot of things like that. And, you know, the comparison with, with Bolton, it's very different for them. They've just been taken over. You know, they've just turned over a new leaf. They're, they're where we are, what, 10, 11 years ago when John and Radford, John, John and Radford, John and Carolyn, you know, or, or that's, uh, well, yeah, they were both, sorry. So when John and Carolyn take, took over the club, obviously we was in the conference, um, we, it was a new leaf for us then, and we could throw money at it then because it was like, you know, it's a, a different period in our club. We've we've already done that. We've thrown money over the last few years, you know. And if Steve Evans was our manager now, no doubt he would have been going to John and Carolyn and Janice saying, "Oh, can you have this money?" To, no, 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 no. You know, it, it, it had gone. It, it, I ain't it, doing it. it, it, it. All right, John, John, it's Steve. I'm in Waitrose. All right, I've just seen a player. Is up for about four mil. Can you spare it? I think it'll get us up. Him or Rosie up top would be great. Shall we move yeah. swiftly on? Shall I move to some of the comments? Yeah. Uh, I yeah, was yeah. going to say in your little bit there as well uh, that uh, you know you were talking about uh, it might add on to the eye follow. David Sharp mentioned it. You know the eye follow has gone up and down re- depending on results. I would much rather us get promoted next season or in a couple of seasons' time when fans are allowed because you're in a great run of form. Therefore somebody comes and buys a ticket for 22 quid rather than a tenner but it's not just 22 pound on a ticket is it it's 30 40 quid in the bar it's 50 60 quid in the club shop it's 20 odd quid next time around for bringing a mate and the knock-on effect from it rather than just it's a tenner on iFollow and we're all gonna we're all gonna watch it on Steve's sofa 
I mean, iPhone's only going to bring back sort of old fans as well. I don't think you're going to get many new fans that are going to be like, well, I'm going to go and... They probably won't even be aware of iFollow, to be honest. Yeah. You know? So you're not going to get people like that coming along, or you're going to get it again, like, say, when people are allowed in houses, they'll, they'll watch it with mates, which, which is great, because it's better for the atmosphere, but that's one iFollow between, you know, four or five people. Yeah. So and we have to admit as well that when social distancing things were relaxed a little bit more, we did that for one of the cup games before we sent Cam off to uni, we had a, you know, so that rather than that being sort of 40 quid, it was... A tenner. And exactly. Yeah, so swings and roundabouts. So in terms of the financial thing, it, it, it makes great sense to, to enjoy a bounce when you can actually fully reap the financial uh, rewards of that. Last few comments on that, and then we're going to uh, potentially wrap things up for tonight. Uh, Clive says, I liked Flickcroft, but it has become more clear that his squad was really expensive. I'm just going to add to Clive's comment there as well um, uh, that it, it, you could probably say the same about Steve Evans' squad uh, as well and and things like that. Um, Clive's comment continues, uh, to the point where the board couldn't tolerate the failure to get promoted. Great point. Uh, Sharp made it clear that they took money for Danny and CJ and they reduced the costs uh, with the loan of the wage bill uh, with the loan outs. Uh, Roger says, I hope they don't talk promotion at the start of a season as this has backfired on them. Uh, You're better off taking things as they come, which doesn't put pressure on you. Um, Gary says, I asked uh, it. Uh, it was asked about iFollow continuing uh, once crowds were back, but do you think they would that would have a negative effect on the match day attendance if you take into account weather, distance, etc.? Some fans may decide last minute not to attend if they know they can watch it on iFollow. Reduces income for the club too. Now this is a a big debate um, which uh, which will no doubt be had when things come down. But to reiterate, like David Sharp says as well, he was asked about this. Um, go and watch it in full um, and you'll get his comments word for word but basically in a nutshell he basically said it's got nothing to do with the club it will be dictated by the EFL and the government on restrictions and things like that my personal viewpoint is um, I like the fact that it's there but um, I I think it would have a bit of an adverse effect on um, on gates, um, yeah, on 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 gates. I think mm, I, I don't know. I it, because it was there for Tuesday night games. It was because there used to be a media yeah. blackout for three o'clock kick, kickoffs on a Saturday. I would per- I would personally like to see that come back once everything is up and running. But that has to be everything in terms of you can travel where you want, you can go where you want, home and away, back back to normality. I mean, my, my gut instinct that 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 blackout will, will come back because it was there for a reason to certainly for for clubs at our level to keep people going to matches and that's that's what we want. However, you know, I think the the the, the gent who asked the question, I think it's because he lives in, I think it was London or yeah. somewhere down south. So you know, for him, his point of view, it, it, it is a great thing because he he can actually watch more of the club, more, more of the matches. I'm going to cut I you off because I've just it, had it, I've just had that light bulb moment. I think there could you be some. Down, be fuming. I think there could be something in there where if you buy a season ticket, you get a code, which then you so you put that code in an iFollow, which then unlocks or lifts a blackout, but you also have to pay for the additional. So you buy your season ticket, you get a code, but then you have to pay maybe like two pound or fiver to get access to the game. Was that your idea? 
Ish. I mean, <laughs> well, I was going to say as a, as a bare minimum, it should be the match day price. So then the club yeah, aren't really. Yeah, they're not losing out. that at all. Uh, uh, no, yeah, the club's yeah, still yeah. getting the money. Um, you know, and 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 it's. I know. You know, they like oh, it's not the same. But if it's not the same, then get you sent up to the match. That's that's the difference. You yeah. Know? So you pay exactly the same for that same entertain, entertainment that that we're getting, or, or lack of entertainment, depending on the result. Um, and 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 the clubs still win, whether it's home or away. You know, if it's away matches again, that that money should go to the to the home club, like it. Like it does with your game yeah. seats, so that, that's that's fair for everyone then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, mean, I know what choice I'd make. Right, you can pay twenty two pounds to sit on your sofa and watch it at home, or you can pay twenty two pounds to go to the ground, freeze your knackers off, uh, but have a bloody good time along the way. Get me my coat because I'm going. To, I'm going to the ground. If it's uh, cheaper, then it's a temptation for the ones that, yeah. especially on the when the weather's not nice, to think, oh, I just watch it. It's cheaper. Yeah, and you know, but same price. I think the, the certainly the, the the majority of fans would still choose to go to the match because all the added benefits you get with it yeah just to round off on Gary's comment it's been a fantastic uh, resource and I hope it continues until we get to the point of it's back to normal Um, I do feel for for some fans I think like the the gentleman who uh, had the comment on the video like I think he said he was from London or something Um, you know it's it's certainly something to be looked um, uh, looked looked at which is uh, which is there um, but I think it cannot and should not deter uh, from the price of a match ticket. It, it must it must be more lenient. It must be a, a emergency backup sort of thing. Uh, probably the wrong phrase to use, but it it must benefit the. Cl- it must not take anything away from a fan who. Um, let's let's take for example you live on bishop street um just go out your house and through the turnstiles and, and pay through the turnstiles and it must not prevent that you know what i mean don't you i think i think you yeah. know what i'm getting at yeah yeah and i'd like to say shouldn't i think it's again let's if it's a cold day out there let's not make it an easy alternative for people to stay at home so oh, i'll just watch it on the sofa absolutely let's not make, let that happen absolutely uh john says i was led to believe uh, that the reopening of the stadiums would be at 25 percent capacity um yeah obviously government guidelines and stuff have still got to be worked out and everything um but 25 percent of capacity what's our ground capacity what just shy of just under 10 just it? under 10 so 20 let's say Top end of ten, twenty five percent of ten is two and a half thousand. You're looking at yeah, which is average of just below average of what our home attendance is anyway. So it wouldn't be too different. But that's I think that's another debate for another time because nothing about anything is set in stone um, as uh, as yet. Um, uh, I, Clive says I follow is good for away games. Many never make the journeys. Also, the club only gets ten percent of. Uh, of uh, ticket prices for away match uh, ticket sales um, so there's, yeah there's plenty of benefits to be had and, and lots of debates uh, to be had uh, as well Nath isn't there I think uh, a lot of it will depend on what restrictions are put in place for next season uh, as well uh, that's almost it um, if you you know we've we've gone over I think three key points um, today uh, in this um, from the fans forum worth reiterating again if you've just joined us that we have not gone over every single question question by question it will be here for hours you know we've been here for the best part of 90 minutes and the show itself is 90 minutes long um, 
so imagine how long we'd have spent on that. We have covered um, the first few months in the respective roles. Um, we've covered um, season tickets. Uh, we've covered footballing issues, and we've covered a little bit of financial issues. I would urge you 100%, if you have not watched the Fans Forum, go and watch it and form your own opinions of it. It's very, very insightful. It's expertly done um, from a production point of view as well. Um, there are at least three good questions in there. Available. <laughs> um, I'm only joking. Um, go and watch it. Go and spend 90 minutes watching it um, because it is very, very insightful. And uh, do you know what? I, the club deserve a lot of credit for putting it all together because it is absolute from a media perspective and, and from a work perspective, it is not an easy task to pull something like that together uh, at a time where you know it's difficult to get answers and difficult to sense things on a, on a match day. So uh, hats off to them and, and well done to all involved. You should probably explain that, that joke there with a, at least three questions and then I said debatable. I didn't mean because they weren't good questions. It was because Craig was referring yes. to his three questions. Just in case anyone doesn't know, and I was saying debatable about his questions, not anybody else's. I just realised how that might have came across. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and on that, and uh, I hope that um, that the club don't mind this and, uh, and whatever, I've taken a little bit of the video which I'm going to play um, for you. It's my question from it, if you've not seen it. Um, I'm just going to play that and the, the response uh, to that um, because, Nathan, you, find this hilarious. you found this hilarious. We always do on the normal show, the Man of the Match vote, and you gave me a Man of the Match award. It's just a explain that before i play this it wasn't man of the match it was a q o t q and a which was the I mean, i've caught been called some things in my time <laughs> question of the q and a <laughs> that was it so yeah i, I talking to you I, I said um you hadn't watched it till this morning haven't you and i said yeah i, I, I joined a couple of messages kept you on uh um you on did edge, i was in saying, full suspense i know it's great so I said uh, yours actually got the the best best answer in my opinion. In my opinion, so um, yeah, I, I, so that's why you got the question of the day because I thought we got got the best answer out of Nigel Clough. Well, here it is. Full credit, of course, to uh, the club for uh, the video taken from their YouTube page. That's where you can watch it in full. Uh, this is it. Have a listen. Um, past Craig. Over to you. The RH Academy is a fantastic facility for two, possibly even League One and maybe even the Championship. But if you could make two changes each to the facility to enhance it further and help push the team on, what would they be and why? And also, on the back of that, would we be likely to see any of those changes in the near future? Uh, on the football side for us, uh, we're doing some work on the pitches uh, this summer, uh, as well as the stadium pitch, which will make them uh, even better uh, for when we come back pre-season training. Uh, so I think that's the main one. The buildings uh, are wonderful, uh, so the surfaces are, gonna, are going to be better. Uh, the only thing that would uh, probably improve it from my point of view is the steps that go upstairs to the offices uh, are metal at the moment, which means that the dog slips on the stairs and I have to carry her up. So uh, next time we take a bit of carpet up at home, I'm going to bring it put it on the steps just so the dog doesn't fall over on the steps <laughs> like Nigel said it's, it's the building's unbelievable for League 2 the pitches were improving then this summer uh, and, and, and hopefully they'll be even better than they are at the moment um, to be honest we, the coffee we need a coffee machine it's, I'm a big coffee drinker and yeah I can't drink the teaspoon from a Nescafe anymore we need a proper coffee machine so I'll even buy that myself I won't ask John for that so yeah we need it we need a good coffee machine I mean coffee machines aside I mean to be honest 
I don't like coffee anyway, so David, just suck it up, to be honest. But uh, only joking, if you want to buy yourself a coffee machine, you buy yourself a coffee machine, go for it. Make it uh, a Costa one. That's it, make it a Costa one. In fact, no, let's put a Costa in there. Uh, that's, oh, yeah, mate. let's have a Costa outlet. I, I would, I was... I was against the, the coffee machine for a second, but let's put a Costa outlet at the RH Academy. The amount of time I spend up there for work anyway, you might as well just put my wage straight into that. And I mean, if I've we can, even been yet. And, it's a, if, it's a crime. and if we can get on the Costa menu as well, specifically at the RH Academy's Costa outlet, a year-long round um, serving of the um, Terry's Chocolate Orange Hot Chocolate, because that was immense, I'm there every day. I mean, that is the ambition. That's that's a vision for the future. That's it. That's that's all you need. But on a more serious note, we need to get our heads together, Nath. You are an expert fundraiser. We know this. Um, you, we've, we've done many things in the past together. We need to get our heads together and sort this because we need to get a carpet in there for Bobby Dog. <laughs> so why it's the best, quest, best answer? You know, any answer that involves a dog, you know, it's got to be the... We, we, you know, Bobby had to be a part of that uh, Q&A somewhere, didn't they? So, uh, uh, yeah, I think, um, I mean, what are they doing putting a metal metal steps up there? And, you know, should, surely they should know there's going to be dogs running up and down there at some point in, uh, you know, in, well, okay, I guess not in a manager's uh, tenure. It's not really normal, is it? But this is Bobby we're talking about, and, um, you know, he's, he's our number one signing, so it yeah. needs to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, Nigel Clough was even talking about ripping up carpet in his own house. I mean, he's committed, isn't he? Yeah. So I mean, it's for his um, own benefit, so he doesn't have to carry the dog up and down stairs. And as somebody that has carried a dog up and down stairs, my uh, old dog Jazz, God God rest her, when she was uh, you know in the later stages of her life, she, she struggled to get up and down stairs. So as someone that's done that on a regular basis, it, it's not a nice thing to do. And let's face it, you don't want him putting his back out going up and down them stairs. So let's no, get some he, carpet in for 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 Nigel Clough, and let's get some carpet in for Bobby Dog, and make it a nice play area for that especially I feel for him you know he, he, he did actually trust that job with the keepers but they just kept dropping him huh. oh do okay, you know, bad joke yeah no, right, whatever ruined it <laughs> ruined it. I mean I was going to allow you to have a little plug of your own business but I think you've just thrown that out the, <laughs> completely thrown that out of the window now so yeah, yeah l- let's get some carpet in in the RH Academy for, for Bobby Dog let's get that sorted um, yeah let's yeah let's uh, let's get that done I've got to that you, you're not Go along with my joke or whatever. I mean, he's, it was a bad joke. It was a no. Some may say it was poor. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> and I think so that we've gone by the watermark. Absolutely, I think. I mean, we haven't, but there you go. Um, I think that's probably a good time to to probably end it. I mean, you know, if Nigel Clough, for example, was ever looking, you know, if if he had a really serious day's day's work and maybe couldn't, you know put all of his attention to Bobby Dog and you know throwing a ball around for for her and you know keeping her entertained or maybe you know got a little bit tired of lifting her up and downstairs is there anywhere in Mansfield where you know he could drop her off maybe somewhere that's arguably on the way to the RH from the ground oh yeah I mean is it let's put him on mute that's yeah there you go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there, there, there's a wonderful place called the Mansfield Dog and Acre Centre it's, uh, it's always always worth checking out I do actually keep looking I'm like come on one day I want an assessment request in from whether it's Nigel Clough or whatever his wife's name is like come on one day 
got to happen. I mean, when next time you're down there, Craig, I'll give you some leaflets. I mean, maybe you should just, you know, do an open invite now to him on the podcast. I mean, he's, he's, he could oh. be watching, so... True. Young man, no, uh, Nigel. <laughs> you bottled it. You were going <laughs> to go for it, but you bottled it. Of course I'm bottled. I'll never do it. I'm, I'm, I, no, no, that's, I don't want to take your limelight. Uh, but yes, Nigel, there's always a place for Bobby at the Mansfield Doggy Day Care Centre. <laughs> Oh, dearie, dearie me. Uh, I think that's pretty much all we've got time for uh, tonight. Uh, thanks very much for watching and getting involved. Uh, my thanks to Nathan Edge as well for his involvement tonight. Uh, we'll have more from him tomorrow because the Stags are on the road. They're off to Crawley tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock kickoff. Make sure you join us right here on Facebook from 1.50 for the Facebook Live warm-up exclusive. Pre-match build-up, team news, all of that good stuff in between. If you haven't watched the virtual fans forum then go over to the club's youtube page right now the club official website mansfieldtown.net i follow as well get on there and give it a watch because there are loads of points we haven't even touched upon tonight um which are well worth mentioning and well worth a watch one point which wasn't mentioned or one question which wasn't asked was what is the best chippy in mansfield it's obviously sea queen Nathan's muted so we can't even reply I'm sure it'll have a little dig at me tomorrow join us from 1.50 in the Facebook live exclusive and then 15 minutes after the full time whistle for the cool down post match reaction show it's Crawley against the Stags this is Stagglebox our reaction to the virtual fans forum well done to all involved in putting that together hopefully in the next time though we can all be in the same room together and enjoy another great insight into life at Mansfield Town FC. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Goodbye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.